Hello, my name is Keiko Beatty, and welcome to Razzle's Cannabis Broadcasting Network. We're here today for our show, Season Perspectives, with me, Keiko. And we will be having a wonderful interview with Ashley Manta of Canisexual. At first, here's a word from our sponsor. The Wicked Roots mission is to unlock the healing power of cannabis and create trusted, safe, and highly effective wellness products. They firmly believe that cannabinoids and terpenes found in cannabis and hemp have the potential to positively impact millions of lives, and their team is dedicated to making this a reality. Utilizing proprietary DNA, the Wicked Root offers a brand of pharmaceutical-grade CBD products people can rely on. The Wicked Root team utilizes a full-spectrum CBD base infused with select terpenes to create optimal, science-backed formulas that are consistent and deliver targeted effects. To learn more about The Wicked Root, visit thewickedroot.com, or for more on their current investment opportunity, find Wicked Root in the Razzle Investment Marketplace at razzle.com. Thank you so much. Welcome back here with Razzle Cannabis Broadcasting Network and our show, Season Perspectives, with myself, Keiko Beatty, and we're here today with an amazing person in the cannabis industry who has assisted so many people with finding their balance and harmony in their life and their sensuality. We have with us the iconic Miss Ashley Manta of Canisexual. Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Keiko. I always enjoy time with you. It's a pleasure to join you today. Well, I really wanted to have you on the show to be able to share about how seniors can have their sensuality. Yes, that is one of my favorite topics, although I am not myself a senior at only 34. No, far, far from it. However, I look forward to being a sexual senior someday, and I really love helping folks who are enjoying their bodies as they become more seasoned. Well, thank you. If you can tell us a little bit about you and your background in history. Absolutely. So I am an award-winning sex coach, and I have created this brand, Canisexual, uh, which is a word that I made up back in 2015 and used to describe really my philosophy of my approach to combining sex and cannabis, which is mindfully and deliberately combining sex and cannabis to deepen intimacy and enhance pleasure, whether you're solo or partnered. And I put a lot of emphasis on the solo portion. It's good. It's mm-hmm. really, really wonderful. Um, one of my mentors, Betty Dodson, who wrote the book Sex for One, as you can see, I brought with me today just so I'd have a little bit of Betty in the room with me. She is 90 years old. Is she really? Yes, she is. I have hope yet. Yes, you do. And she still smokes cannabis every day. She said it is her favorite medicine, helps her get in her body, and really is still masturbating. So with you and and how you started in this whole industry and creating your brand, what inspired you to be here in that space? Great question. So I am actually a sexual violence survivor, and I experienced pain with penetration for Mm -hmm. most of my adult life. And I went to various doctors, and no one really knew what to tell me. I got recommendations for dilators. Um, Some doctors recommended numbing agents like lidocaine. And that wasn't appealing to me. And dilators helped a little bit, but didn't quite get the job done. And it wasn't until 2015 when I found uh, Foria, the company that makes 
uh, at the time made THC-infused oil and now has expanded to a whole line of CBD products. But that THC-infused oil applied topically to my vulva 20 minutes before Sexy Fun Times commenced allowed me to have pain-free penetration. And that was such a game changer for me. I knew that this was something that not enough sex educators were talking about and that could be a really valuable perspective to add to the conversation around sex. And as we know, the topic of sexuality and intimacy is not comfortable for the general public. And and for seniors, it's definitely something that some of us have put on the back burner, so to say. Mm-hmm. That's real. We live in a society that really stigmatizes and shames people for their sexual wants, needs, and desires. And I have a lot of empathy for folks who grew up, you know, being told that their bodies are not enough or that Mm -hmm. it has to look a certain way, smell a certain way, act a certain way, behave a certain way. And I really try to be a permission giver for folks that your sex life can look however it looks and that's okay. You're not broken. You're normal. And however you choose to engage sexually is great. So it's very personalized. Yes. Yes, there is no right way to have a sex life. As long as it's consensual for everyone involved, you can do whatever feels best for you. Your sex life does not have to look like anyone else's on the planet. I, I just want to get back to something about you said you're an award-winning uh you know, sex coach. I mean, what awards have you won? (laughs) So actually in January of 2020, I was named Sexpert of the Year for the XBiz Awards, which is an adult industry award show. And I was really honored to receive that award and that recognition. Congratulations. Thank you. It was such a huge moment for me. And I think that you've been on the cover of Sexual Health, correct? Yes. The magazine. Uh, I was on the 2019 cover uh, in January of Sexual Health magazine, uh, along with an ounce of cannabis. And they they called me the High Priestess of Pleasure. Oh, I like that title. <laughs> I like that title a lot. And, and it really makes me happy because I do try to approach combining sex and cannabis with a, a degree of reverence and of creating ritual and sacredness around your body and your pleasure. It doesn't have to be something shameful that you hide or that you feel badly about, that it can be something to be celebrated and honored. So what do you think that seniors can do um, to be able to spice up their their sensual encounters or, or even if it's by themselves? I think like you said, by yourself is the best place to start. Really developing a regular self-love practice where you are exploring your body and seeing what's real for you today. You know, the way that your body reacts over 50, over 60, over 70 is not going to be the same as it did when you were 20, 30, 40. I hear you there. (laughs) And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just getting to know your body as it is today. And so approaching it with curiosity and wonder and wow, I can't wait to see how my body and I can engage together in this moment instead of being attached to how it used to be or how you would like it to be. And so really coming to it with with curiosity and, and playfulness and, and just exploring. But, but what about for couples? I mean, I always seem to f- find that a lot of people have a, a disconnect with their partner, especially if they've been in a long-term relationship. Yes. I mean, how does that work out? I see that a lot in the couples that I coach. Um, I do see couples for sex and relationship coaching, and most often it's, there's some sort of desire discrepancy where one person mm-hmm. is more interested in sexual contact than the other. And so I really encourage couples to 
let go of attachment to outcomes and let go of this very linear idea of what sex is supposed to look like. A lot of us get in our heads that it has to be kissing and then a little fondling and then a little hands and then maybe some mouth things and then penetration. And then someone orgasms maybe, hopefully, and then it's all over. And I find that model to be very limiting. And I really encourage folks to say, what would feel good for me today? And to ask each other, how can I make you feel amazing right now? What two things could I do to touch your body or engage with your body that would feel really good? And that could be a massage. That could be just eye gazing. That could be stroking each other. It could be kissing. It could be trailing your fingers over their sensitive areas and just seeing what's real in this moment without being so caught up in penetration has to happen, which, you know, if you're a heterosexual couple means that there must be an erect penis and, you know, that may not be available at certain points in in senior life and that's okay. And so with uh, integrating cannabis in those encounters, then what are you finding that is been a very uh, pleasurable thing with cannabis then. Absolutely. Um, so Foria was actually originally developed for postmenopausal um, women, people with vulvas, so that um, as the hormones decrease, sometimes you can have tissue atrophy or you can have pain with penetration. Um, you can have less lubrication maybe than in the past. And so cannabis can really help, especially when applied topically to the vulva, to juice up that tissue and get it feeling extra yummy. And and also, like, using lube generally, um, cannabis oil is really more of a marinade than an actual lube. And so I encourage folks to use that as their sort of pre-lube and then to actually use lubricant because our bodies don't always produce the the necessary amount of lubrication for for penetrative sex. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean that you're broken. Right. It could be a thousand things, um, including that that's not even always correlated to arousal. Like sometimes you can be very turned on and dry as a bone. And so releasing those ideas about like, oh, if I, if I was just turned on enough, then I would be wet. No, no, no. Just get yourself some lube. That's totally fine. And, and that cannabis can help with increasing your body's sort of natural inclination to lubricate as well as making everything feel more comfortable. Because if it's painful, you probably are not going to want it. So it's just like cannabis is medicine. It's a very individual pathway to finding that balance and harmony with utilizing the plant. And I think what you're saying is that people need to be able to explore and feel comfortable and open, and as well as having respect for your partner in that exchange and respect for yourself. Yes. Too. So what is it that um, Betty shares with us that would benefit in, with seniors then and not just sex for one, but sex for all? I mean, what is she? what are some of her key points that she brings about? One of my favorite key points that Betty really preaches is the fact that the clit has legs. Really? So the clitoris... It could run away? It can run... No, it can run toward you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's think of it more like that. Um, typically, I brought my vulva puppet, Lilith. Uh, she is such a useful <laughs> illustrative tool. Typically, we think of the clit as just this little button at the top, right? Yes. And that that's all there is. But in reality, the clit has 8,000 nerve endings. Really? Um, yes. And the penis only has 4,000 nerve endings. So if you think of how much real estate the penis takes up with only its 4,000 nerve endings, where would you put all 8,000 nerve endings if it was just this? 
in reality, uh, the clit is actually much larger. It looks kind of like a wishbone. So like if this is the nub that you see, it comes down on both sides. Um, and so it hugs the vaginal opening uh, with these two other chambers called the vestibular bulbs. And the clit can actually get an erection. Like clits and penises are anatomically the same. Mm -hmm. So they get erections, they lubricate. Um, Pre-cum in, in a penis is the same as what happens when a vulva lubricates. And so clits get erections. They can swell to 300% of the normal size. And you have all of this real estate that you can play with that doesn't involve touching just this one spot. Because that is a very sensitive spot for some people. It's a very sensitive yeah. spot. Some people really don't enjoy direct right. stimulation on that spot. Um, and in fact, the clit actually goes up into a shaft before it splits down into the legs. So there's there's sort of, a, if you feel, you can almost strum it like a guitar string above the clit. I'm a picker. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and so that can be a really cool place to play. And you can have a vibration there, or you can have maybe like pressure from your partner's like palm there. Or tongue. Or tongue. Tongue is a great thing also. <laughs> and um, one of the tips that I actually got from a friend of mine, Nina Hartley, uh, celebrated adult film star, is that you can kind of make your mouth into like a sucker fish shape, like a and that can feel really nice and kind of almost create a seal around the clit and like suck on it instead of necessarily going like the uh, tongue route. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I mean, <laughs> we've gone over the, uh, Lilith here, yes. but what about a, a penis, though? What about a male penis? What are the finer points on a penis that would bring a lot of pleasure to men? Yes, uh, penises are great. So one of the things that are really important to know about penises is they experience just as much pleasure when flaccid as they do when erect. I've never seen that many flaccid. <laughs> you will as you continue to explore senior sexuality, I suspect. And and that's fine. You know, a lot of, of people with penises feel a lot of pressure to have these, like, long, hard, strong, forever lasting penises. And it's like, don't put so much pressure on yourself. There's a thousand reasons why it may not be cooperative that particular day. And that, again, doesn't mean that anything's wrong with you or that you're broken. Um, but there is a spot right below the head of the penis. Um, so you have your, your corona, the, the nice yummy head part. And then right below the tip, um, if you're looking down at it, it's on the underside. Okay, yes. And um, so depending if you the mole would would cut a certain way it's right below that part they would they would do their clipping at correct yes um so right below the tip on the underside um where it sort of comes into that triangle position is mm -hmm. called the frenulum and that is the most sensitive part of a circumcised penis um, I say circumcised specifically because it's where the foreskin used to connect. And so for those who still have a foreskin intact, their entire penis is just like one massive and, and incredible isn't nerve ending. Isn't it fascinating that really circumcision in the whole world is not done? It's mostly just here in the United States and, of course, in our Jewish community. Yes. And what's really interesting about that is that when uh, a penis is circumcised, they lose 20,000 nerve endings. Oh my foreskin. goodness. And they are left with only 4,000 nerve endings. Wow, that's so, so they're if missing you have, out. They're missing out. If, if wow. you have an infant and you've not yet circumcised them and they haven't have a penis, like I would encourage you to, to let them I'll have be their... honest, I, I did not circumcise my son. I'm sorry that I have to share his public business, but <laughs> I, I chose not to. 
I was very, every time I hear of a friend who chooses not to circumcise their child, I am very happy to hear that because I think, you know, bodies are awesome as they are and there's nothing wrong with circumcision. It's, it's, no. it's, uh, yeah. you know, honoring religious traditions and all of that. But from mm-hmm. a pleasure perspective, foreskin is where it's at. Okay. Keep it intact. All you parents <laughs> to be out intact. there. Yeah. Um, but the frenulum for those who are circumcised, um, is a very sensitive spot. And so you can play with fingers, with tongue, with vibration. And then the shaft of course has lots of nerve endings. So you're saying with an older male, maybe mm-hmm. he's had some issues and, and it, his erections don't come as readily as they used to. Absolutely. A flaccid pain is still, can still find Lots intense pleasure. pleasure. That's mm-hmm. very good to know. Yes. My uh, colleague, Dr. Robert Morgan Lawrence, once said, if you have not flogged a floppy, you've not really lived. <laughs> and so I take that with Let me. Let me write that I down. Go, right? Yes. Take okay. Um, but really, it's it can be so pleasurable, um, you know, especially for those penises that uh, have a lot more real estate. When they're flaccid, you can actually fit them in your mouth. <laughs> so there's there's perks there. And so rather than getting caught up in what it can't do, really focusing on what does feel good. Where is pleasure still possible no matter how we show up? You know, with Betty, Betty had a hip replacement. So not a lot of thrusting in her her sex life after that. So, so, you know, with seniors, you find a lot of them just get disinterested. And so what what can they do to maybe continue to keep themselves engaged and interested in having their intimate relations? A lot of it comes from, um, you know, stimulating your erotic imagination. And so that might look like reading naughty stories or <clears throat> watching porn. In fact, uh, Jessica Drake, who is another uh, amazing adult film star, just did a Jessica Drake's Guide to Wicked Sex Senior Sexuality movie. And she partnered up with Joan Price, who is a senior sexuality educator. She is the author of um, The Ultimate Guide to Sex After 50, uh, another book called Naked at Our Age. And she is in her 70s. She's a little firecracker. I'm pretty sure she gets laid more than I do. (laughs) And she and Jessica paired up and actually had two seniors come together and talked about various aspects of senior sexuality and demonstrated positions that would be good for senior sex, had real conversations about bodies and, and being accommodating to them as they age. And I would recommend that that older couples um, really check out that series for inspiration, for normalizing, to see other senior bodies in their pleasures. You know, a lot of what we see in porn is very, you know, 20-year-old sexuality. And it's nice to see representation that looks like you. Aerobloom is a proprietary patent-pending aeroponic system that reliably achieves at least double the crop yield of hydroponic cultivation. Aerobloom also uses 40 to 90% less water than hydroponics or traditional farming practices and produces a higher quality harvest with one additional crop cycle per year. At over four pounds of AAA quality trimmed flower per light and one additional harvest per year, Aerobloom is the highest producing, most efficient cultivation system in the cannabis industry. To learn more about Aerobloom, please visit their website at aerobloom.com. And to learn more about their current investment opportunity, please visit the Razzle Investment Marketplace at razzle.com. So with cannabis then, are you um, feeling that maybe they should go ahead and maybe smoke a little or maybe an edible or, and or use the topical moves as well? I mean, yeah. what do you think is the best pathway to opening up that exploration of sensuality? Absolutely. I think the topicals are a great place to start. Um, if you have any shame around 
watching porn or asking for what you want, you know, being explicit about your wants and needs, smoking a little bit can really help loosen some of those limitations and and make you feel more at ease and able to ask for the things that you want. And edibles are a mixed bag. I enjoy them for people who are more seasoned. However, for people who are new and just exploring, it's so easy to go overboard and Mm -hmm. then you're on that ride for quite a while. And I would prefer people to do a tincture where they can be very precise with their dosing. It's going to hit them much more quickly because it's a sublingual absorption. So that's, I would say tinctures are great. Um, Also taking baths in infused bath products is a really nice nice way to help your body relax before sexy fun times commence. Um, It can be a part of an entire evening of of romance and connection with your partner. That sounds really nice. I I like the the sensual bath time too. So, you know, you did talk about how you first started this and the, and the trauma. Mm-hmm. And I know a number of people who've had various trauma with regarding their sexuality. What do you think they can do to be able to recover from that and, and give themselves a, a little bit of a boost back to a normal pathway? Absolutely. Cannabis is something that can be helpful with the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. So that's something to keep in mind, Mm -hmm. whether you're smoking or vaping or using tinctures. Um, Also understanding that healing is really uh, not a linear process. It is a lifelong journey. And so having tools in your toolkit, cannabis can be one of them. Another really helpful tool is therapy. You know, I have been in and out of therapy for the last 16 years and I actually just took on a new therapist last week who does somatic experiencing because trauma lives in the body. Yes, it does. And so understanding that like it's not just about processing verbally things that have happened to you, but really helping your body to feel safe in itself again. And cannabis can help with that, help regulate your nervous system, and also help you feel more comfortable in your body as you start to like work out the knots and the kinks and the, the places where the trauma has been stored. Did you ever imagine that this would be your path in life? No, No. I had no idea. In fact, in high school, I was convinced that I was going to be a corporate attorney, and um, I was very anti-cannabis at the time. It was not until um, I was studying philosophy in grad school that all of my graduate cohort uh, were cannabis consumers because philosophy, and some of the professors as well, and I was like, oh, people with PhDs smoke weed. I guess it can't be that scary. Well, (laughs) also being a a sensuality coach. I mean, I bet you didn't know that that was a real profession. I did not know that that was a real profession. It was uh, when I went to my first sexuality conference in 2013 was when I started to really meet other sex educators um, beyond just like one or two here and there who were doing this full time as their careers. And I never imagined I would have a sustainable career out of this. I'm so grateful to do this work. I'm so grateful for the opportunities that I've had and and to have these conversations with people and really encourage them to to find their joy in sexuality, whatever that looks like. It has to be very rewarding to know that you are helping people and finding their their happy place back with their intimacy and sexuality. Uh, What can you share for people maybe for the future and in creating that better space for themselves and for their partner in their sexual encounters. Some of it is really investing in your pleasure, and that's investing with time, and it's also potentially investing in with finance. Um, you know, getting good tools, buying sex toys that are high quality, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, scheduling time on your calendar, taking time out of your day every day to connect with yourself and your body and to also put time on the calendar to connect with your partner. That's really intentional time where there's no attachment to outcomes. It doesn't have to be we are going to have sex during this time. Like that's that's not what it's about. It's really just about we are going to spend intentional time being with each other in a sensual space and just be with whatever comes up in a loving and, and supportive and encouraging way. And, you know, another thing, too, we, I, I don't want to leave our friends who are LBGTQ and transgender-oriented at. I mean, I'm sure you've counseled with a lot of them, and, and a lot of them have had a lot of trauma. Um, anything that we can share with, with them? I mean, it's probably the, the same formulation, right? Absolutely. Um, the, the reason that I say, you know, people with penises, people with vulvas, partners, is because I'm bisexual. I have played with people all across the gender spectrum, and, and sex is for everybody. And, and however that looks, um, especially folks who are trans and non-binary, it's really important if they are a new partner to have conversations with them about um, how they like to have their body touched, what parts are on the table, what parts they'd prefer not to have touched, um, and also naming how they'd like those parts to be referred to, um, just to be really honoring of where they're at. And, and so, you know, as you age, you know, you may be more reliant on toys uh, as, as you experiment more, and that's cool too. And doesn't toys are not a substitute. They are an enhancer. You know what I thought was very charming? There's a show, Grace and Frankie. With I love. Right, and how these two ladies, seasoned ladies, yes. they actually found that uh, vibrators weren't made for people who were older. I mean, arthritis in the hand and the grip, and they actually created a vibrator for senior ladies. Yes, they did. That was one of my favorite storylines in that show. And I actually brought a vibrator with me today that is actually fantastic for... A senior? uh, A senior. Oh, show it to us. Yes. So We don't need to use it, though, right? We do not. Um, This is called the WeVibe Wand. Uh And what I like about it is that it has a quite long handle. So for people who have reach issues... Um, or any kind of uh, accessibility concerns when it comes to like being able to hold something and you know arthritic hands or, or elbows or shoulders, what have you. Um, it's, it's very lightweight and the controls are very intuitive. You just flick up and down to control it and you can do it with one finger. So that's very easy and it has um, a, a, a sort of quiet setting where it only turns on when you press it against your body. Well, that age, their hearing's not the best. But um, And so it looks like it runs on batteries. It does not. Actually, it is rechargeable, oh. which is also very convenient. So you can charge it up. It um, has a pretty impressive battery life. And if you happen to be a rather tech-loving uh, senior or any age person, it also has a Bluetooth app where you can control it with an app on your phone. You can give control to your partner who may not be in the room with you. Oh, that's great. So lots of versatility with this toy. So out of curiosity, how much does this cost? I believe this is in the like 120, 130 range. Um, It is all silicone. Silicone is a body safe material, which is non-porous, so it can be completely sterilized. Great. um, Which is also something that's really important, especially for folks who are aging. And what do you think is the best thing to uh, cleanse this with? Um, I like to cleanse it with soap and water or uh, an alcohol solution. Okay. And, well, I guess the alcohol, I was just thinking, alcohol on the inside, that could be a little uncomfortable. Oh, no, 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 yeah. You want to let that dry and, and potentially run, rinse it with, with water after you Good cleanse to it with know. alcohol. Yes, you don't want to, like, put alcohol on it and then put it immediately on your body. That Some people not. can't wait, though. Right. 
I encourage patience in all things, really um, taking your time with it. But this toy is such a great option um, for folks of all ages, but especially for seniors with the like the little bend. And so you don't have and to again, give us the name of this again. This is uh, the wand by we vibe. We vibe. OK, great, great. So big fan of that. And, and if we were going to get strain or terping Pacific, then what uh, would be a good flower, or if they were going to inhale, would be a good one that would um, invite us to our I sensuality? I'm so glad that you asked that question, because now I get to say this thing, which okay. is, I can't tell you. Okay. Everyone is different. That's true. You know, the things that work really well for me and my body, especially, you know, my hormone composition and where I am in my metabolism and all of those kinds of things, what I've eaten recently will impact how a specific strain or terpene profile hits me may be very different than yours. Um, I've talked to plenty of people who swear by sour diesel for sexy fun times and that makes me very anxious. So that is not a good one for me. Um, I tend to like Jack strains personally. Okay. Um, I find that they are uh, energizing without being anxious, anxiety provoking. And um, so that works great for me. But for other times, I want something that's a little bit more mellow. I want something that's more body heavy. And so I have to really tune into my body and, and continue to try things and masturbate and see how it impacts my body and then kind of keep notes because I don't know about you but when I use cannabis uh, my short-term memory is pretty abysmal and so I actually keep notes on what works for me so that I can refer back and say oh okay so when I'm looking for this kind of experience this is what I need to reach for and I think I can remember not that long ago that I really enjoyed Blue Dream Mm -hmm. but one time I found a strain called Charlie Sheen (laughs) and thinking that Charlie Sheen was the last thing on my lips at night That is quite a, a mental picture. <laughs> Not personally shard Charlie Sheen, of course, but um, anyway, I just am very, very so appreciative of your time and being able to share with everybody our senior sensuality. And if there's any other thing that you can share with our seniors here to let them know about um, how healthy it is to be in touch with themselves and their partner in this jo- joyous yes. pathway of sensual cannabis. It is so freeing to be sexually empowered. And so I really invite and encourage anyone who's watching this to take a moment, you know, get Betty's book, peruse Sex for One, um, learn about your body, because we receive such abysmal sex education, especially in this country. And so... I don't think we get any education in that. Very little. Um, It's a lot of death and babies. Mm -hmm. And that's not super helpful, especially for folks who are past the, the baby age. And so really just like educating yourself, arm yourself with knowledge, um, be so gentle and compassionate with yourself and, and really enjoy whatever it is that you're doing because it is healthy, normal. Pleasure is good for you. We have seen scientifically pleasure is good for you. It releases all sorts of important neurotransmitters in the brain. It's a stress reliever. It's good for your heart. It's good for your skin. It's, it's really a win for anyone. And, you know, Betty Dodson at 90 years old still says that cannabis is her most valuable medicine. And so somebody who is that committed to pleasure at 90 and saying cannabis is the thing, I tend to believe her. Thank you so much, Ashley. And if people wanted to get a hold of you, if they needed to talk to you and maybe get some more professional assistance, how do they do that? 
Absolutely. So you can follow me on Instagram at Canasexual. You can find me on my website, canasexual.com. I also have my own podcast, Elevated Intimacy. And that's a great place um, if maybe you're not ready to make the investment in coaching, but you would like some information. I have lots of really great guests. I look forward to having you on as well. And um, you can also just email me, ashley at ashleymanta.com, and, and let me know that you're interested in coaching. I do everything virtually, so it is pandemic safe. And so everything is through Zoom. And doesn't matter where you are in the world, we can work together. Oh, thank you again, Ashley. I, I'm so happy that we could bring this to everybody here at Razzle Cannabis Broadcasting Network and on our show here, Season uh, Potential. So thank you again so much. And thank you so much to our audience. We hope that you've been able to learn and find out new things about your own personal intimacy. So again, we look forward to seeing you in the future. And Ashley, again, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you.